0: So much to discuss here. Obviously, it's been a busy week. It feels like we've gotten in so much data and lots of headlines and housing data from this morning um, is catching your eye. What are your thoughts on the housing market?
1: Yeah, the housing market really has been such an interesting story, particularly since uh, the pandemic started, just with the moves that we've seen in that particular space, certainly a winner, um, if you will, a silver lining of what you know what we've learned through the lockdowns with uh, people looking to flee cities and just what it's done, to prices of homes and, and what it has meant as related to interest rates. So we saw U.S. home building fell more than expected in July, the latest sign that surge in construction costs and home prices continue to constrain the housing market early in the 30- Third quarter, building fell in the Northeast, Midwest and West, but rose in the popular, more affordable area of the South. Also, there's a number of states in the South that have favorable tax treatment, which is why you're seeing a lot of um, folks from either California or New York, or you know, very high tax states move to that area. This follows on Tuesday's NAHB, Wells Fargo Housing Market Index reading, showing that U.S. homebuilder confidence in the market for single family homes. And that's the key, single family homes fell in August to its lowest reading in 13 months, driven by, again, higher construction costs, supply shortages, or, you know, supply shortages are everywhere, especially for those of you that are trying to procure furniture. Um, it declined five points to a reading of 75 this month. Uh, that's the lowest level that we've seen since July 2020 from 80, um, a reading above 50 means that there's more builders a view that market conditions are favorable. So it's still favorable. It's just not as high as it used to be. The index at the all time, High of 90 November 2020, um, a quote from the NEHB president saying that some prospective buyers are experiencing sticker shock due to higher construction costs. Um, and um, overall, you know, housing demand boomed during the pandemic, which fueled a migration from cities to the suburbs and other low density areas as we sought spacious accommodations, home offices, schooling. The robust demand, demand was also driven by um, record low mortgage rates, far outpacing supply leading to double-digit annual growth in home prices. I mean, anecdotally, we even state in our areas, New York and New Jersey, which are known for their um, more expensive housing prices. So if we're seeing it here, you know we're certainly seeing it in other areas. Um, so unbalanced, housing has been a standout in the COVID economy. It's really a matter of tailwinds losing steam as workers will start heading back to the office in some capacity. Kids are going to be recalled to in learning um, and buyers again are getting priced out due to the surge in home prices. So perhaps it has peaked with housing and um, really a question how long these tailwinds last and when the market starts to normalize again.
0: Right. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we talk about the housing market, the hot housing market, and there's so many thoughts about how it will continue. And the Fed minutes, are, as we're standing by here, Kevin was making the point how they do look back a couple of weeks and so much has happened in the last couple of weeks and we have incredibly low bond yields, but a lot of talk about tapering. Um, do you think anybody's expecting any surprises from these Fed minutes?
1: I don't think you'll see a surprise from this particular set of of Fed minutes. Um, You know, there there is that thought out there that we could potentially see some taper in October. There's been a number of Fed governors and presidents that have been making the rounds suggesting that that could be the case. Again, as Kevin had mentioned in the opening segment, that there are so many variables out there now, the latest um, happening in Afghanistan. So that's, you know, the markets are always worried about something, but this is just another, um, you know, Uh, flying the ointment there. So it's just, you know, one more variable we have to look at. But um, again, to Kevin's point, there's a big difference between tapering and tightening. And I think the market has to come to terms with that. And it appears that it has, because really the market's been taking all these variables in, in Pretty decent stride. We opened down this morning and what has been the trend over the past couple of days is we kind of float back up in the afternoon. So perhaps it's a wait and see pattern. You know, we have another 50 minutes to go until we get those Fed minutes. But um, I think as long as the fed has been great about telegraphing its message in
0: terms of tapering. But until you hear that we're tightening, this is really not new news for, for the markets.